Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. And today we're talking about season four, episode 15 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called Stand By Me. As soon as I saw the fucking name of that, I knew we were in for a ride, but I did not know it was going to go like this. This is, I think, pretty widely accepted as one of the best episodes of the series. I think it's probably one of the best of season four. I mean, just incredible beginning to end and with a big twist at the end that I tried to tease for you early in the season and you did not see coming I said do you think Elena is ever going to turn her humanity off and you said never the only thing that could maybe make that happen is like I don't know if something happened to Jeremy so I did get that then (laughs) technically (laughs) technically (laughs) and before the episode even started I said I just want to say I want to go back on my guess that Jeremy's dead, dead. I've been thinking about it all week and I think I want to go back on it. And then I had to sit through this bullshit. <laughs> I know. I was so happy when you said that because I could tell you were saying it like, oh, she's not going to get me. <laughs> you can't trick me. You can't trick me. And then you had to literally watch his body burn. Because last week you were even like, well, he could still come back. Like you were kind of pushing me in that direction. I was trying to. Right. And then I... <laughs> I think over the week, I was like, no, I didn't just watch that. Uh, No, you're being a real Elena about the situation. I was me and Elena were on the same ride here. Yeah. So as always, I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. When Stefan arrives back in Mystic Falls with Elena and Jeremy, Caroline is immediately worried about Elena's state of mind. Stefan reaches out to Dr. Fell and Matt for help. Still on the island, Damon relays somber news to Rebecca and is surprised at her reaction. Together, Damon and Rebecca learn an unexpected bit of recent history from Vaughn. Everyone is horrified when Bonnie reveals the rest of Shane's plan. Finally, after Damon does his best to help her, Elena comes up with a plan of her own. Yeah, I can't blame her for it. It's a lot to unpack. We'll, of course, get into all of it. But we open the episode at the Gilbert house. Elena has picked up an old picture of her and Jeremy. The frame is broken and she touches it. And I think we're meant to believe this shot is the same as the shot later in the episode. But we don't know at this point that we're seeing it that it's a flash forward. Yeah. To Miss Mama Humanity Off Elena edition. Just staring at the picture being like, okay, and? Who the fuck is this tweet? (laughs) But then we immediately flash back to the caves, which is where we did leave last episode. Elena, and we know it's Elena because she's got the blood on her head that she had thanks to Catherine and also because she immediately starts crying and Catherine would do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) she finds Jeremy she starts to cry immediately she says oh my god oh no oh no but then she spots that he has his Gilbert ring on and she's like oh it's gonna be fine like you're gonna be okay the ring is gonna bring you back it's okay you're gonna be okay she's sobbing Jeremy continues to look dead and Stefan is looking on like oh bestie I don't know how to tell you this (laughs) Stefan's like girl the ring the ring He's like, oh, no. Need I remind you the rules of the ring? He said, oh, no, I'm in for it today. He said, oh, God. (laughs) This is not going to be a good one for me. Elsewhere in the caves, Stefan goes to check in with Damon and tell Damon, you know, Jeremy's dead, FYI. So things aren't looking good. And Damon says, how did this happen? And Stefan says, well, it was Catherine. She must have been following us this whole time. And Damon says, well, what about the cure? Like, what about Silas? And Stefan says, if there was anything in there at all, it's all gone. So Silas is gone. The cure is gone. 
and we saw Catherine take the cure. Mm-hmm. And we saw Silas stir, but we didn't see him get up. So now we can assume he's up, but not everyone knows he was even there. Information is not spreading super fast right now because obviously people are all dealing with the jammy of it all. And even Bonnie, who was there to see some of it, she's got other things going on. Yeah, Bonnie is fucking pulled through it this episode. She is not given a moment's break. Bonnie is not going to get some peace in this week. I don't think for a while. Damon says, where the hell is Bonnie? Speak of the devil. And Stefan says, well, I have no idea. She went looking for Jeremy last night. She never came back. And then he says, okay, Damon, also here's some little fun tea. Elena is in there waiting for the Gilbert ring to bring Jeremy back to life. And Damon says, okay, let's wait with her, whatever. Yeah, Damon's like, cool. Good thing he had the ring on. And Stefan says, listen to me. He says, I have to tell you this too? Oh, Jesus. He says, Jeremy was one of the five. He was a hunter. And Damon says, oh my God, he's supernatural. The ring's not going to work anymore. Damon's like, but can we all just appreciate I didn't do it? Damon's like, ooh, I look good now. (laughs) At least when I killed him, he popped back up, you know? And then Damon says, she won't survive this. Yeah. (laughs) He's kind of right. Can't really fight him on that. (laughs) He kind of ate on that prediction. And then Damon says, you know what? I'll find Bonnie. You get Elena off this island. So then we go back to the Gilbert house. Caroline is scrubbing the floor where Cole died. It's very pesky, that ash mark. It won't matter in about 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> she's trying her best. And Elena and Stefan return. And Caroline says, oh, my God, you're home. I'm trying to clean the burn mark where Cole. And she looks up and she sees that Stefan is carrying what looks like a dead Jeremy. Wrapped in a blanket. Yeah. And she says, I couldn't get the spot out. And like Stefan looks at Caroline and like shakes his head a little bit like it's not good here. He's like, don't say anything about him being dead. Like I can see it, but there's no point in you bringing it up right now. I'm begging you. He said, listen, Caroline, I know what you're seeing and what you're thinking is correct. And I know you want to say something. Please don't. Please don't give me that look. I got enough of it from the flight attendants while we had him propped up in the middle seat. Okay. Yeah. You do have to wonder if they brought Jeremy's body on a plane and like weekend at Bernie's him through TSA. I mean, they had to. There's no way to get away from Nova Scotia. It's one thing like maybe they took a tiny plane between a couple things, but they had to be on a major plane at some point. It's a little bit of a journey. They probably took either a little plane or a boat from the island to the mainland yeah probably a little plane because it's like 200 miles off the coast yeah but how far is like the mainland didn't we look up where nova scotia was and i already forgot i'm looking up right now it's like the far eastern end of canada it's like above virginia it's like to the right and above virginia so northeast yes i'm (laughs) guesstimating like a, a three or four hour flight i think three hours It's not nothing. Oh, wait, no, it's right next to Maine. It's probably a a two-hour flight. Either way. Either way, they were on a commercial flight. They're flying like American Eagle, like a smaller plane, like something that's flying cross-country, but not a plane that's not going to have to go through TSA. I mean, maybe they chartered a plane. They have multiple fortunes. They could have compelled, yeah. But either way, they brought a dead body on a plane. That's, I mean, there's no way around that. Had to bring him through customs, potentially. Oh, they did have to bring, they had to get his passport stamped. (laughs) He has narcolepsy. That's why I'm standing with him. Anyway, the logistics of it are obviously not something we're meant to concern ourselves with, but you do have to assume he brought a dead body on a plane. 
you have to giggle in a way because we don't get much giggling from the episode itself. So this this episode is not much of a laugh riot. I'll say that. It's not a giggle factory. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's all be clear about what this episode is. So Elena says, okay, come on, let's get him upstairs. And Stefan takes Jeremy upstairs and puts him on his bed. And Elena sits on Jeremy's bed with him and she holds his hand, the one that has the ring on it. And Stefan says, can I get you anything? Maybe a dose of reality? <laughs> anything that will kind of move this ship along? Let's, let's just get to the crying, okay? And Elena says, no, I'm fine. I'm just going to sit here and wait with him until he wakes up. Let me know if you hear anything about Bonnie, okay? And he says, okay, sure. <laughs> he says, well, that's enough for right now. He says, okay, I'm not going to push too hard right now. Elena tucks Jeremy in and stays with him. And Stefan heads on out because he's like, I can't look at this. Yeah, he's like, this is getting creepy fast. Then we go back to the woods of Nova Scotia. Damon's gotten back to the campsite where some of the tents remain. The building's still there. He looks around. He's not seeing anyone. And then he hears a creaking. And he says, unless you're a blonde, a Bennett witch, or a doppelganger, I suggest you steer clear. And he goes to the shed. He opens the door. And Rebecca suddenly appears. So it was a blonde. She says, hey, where is it? The cure. I know someone has it. And Damon's like, fuck if I know. Are you kidding me? Damon said, I didn't even fucking see it. I didn't even get that far. Yeah. Damon says, as a matter of fact, someone does have it. That someone is Catherine. And Rebecca says, Catherine? The doppelganger? I'm obsessed with her reducing Catherine to a doppelganger. Because yes, that's what Catherine is. But to everybody else, she's like the star of the story in many ways. But to Rebecca, she's like the the other doppelganger. I know. It's funny (laughs) because Rebecca, if you think about it, probably met Catherine like a couple times when she was like about to be sacrificed by Klaus. Yeah. So she was like, oh, the doppelganger. Yeah. Damon says, yeah, the sneaky little bitch must have been spying on us for weeks. She killed Jeremy or somebody did. And, you know, Rebecca looks a little sad. And Damon says, oh, he killed your brother. Stop with the fake sad face. Rebecca says, hey, I didn't say I was going to miss Jeremy, but I'm not heartless. He was Elena's only family. Yeah, Rebecca's like, I'm not a complete bitch. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't care that much, but it is sad on the surface, at least. Yeah. Damon says, "Okay, good. You can send flowers after you help me find Bonnie. And Rebecca says, Bonnie, we need to find Catherine. And Damon says, you know, if there's one thing that's a guarantee in this miserable little world, it's that Catherine Pierce is gone. We need to find Bonnie. He (laughs) said, I'm done hunting for Catherine. I'm not hunting for her again. I've done it too many times. I did it for 150 years. And guess what? Egg was on my face at the end of the day. Yeah. He said, let me tell you something, Rebecca. I was looking for Catherine for 150 years. I thought I knew where she was in a tomb. Come to find out, when the tomb opened, she wasn't there. So let me tell you something. You're not going to find her. (laughs) Yeah. She had been alive the whole time. I was desperately looking for her, and I couldn't find her. And you know why I couldn't find her? Because she was out looking to see what my brother was up to, because she never even liked me. So (laughs) whatever. And also, Klaus hates her and has been chasing her for 500 years, and she's still fucking running around. Let's all move on from Catherine. We're not wasting our time with that. I'm not doing it again. I've had enough. And then if you waste your time, what's the grand prize? Finding Catherine? She's the worst. (laughs) She's horrible. Every time I talk to her, she makes me feel like a loser. (laughs) And then Damon says, oh, and beware the immortal Silas. If he was asleep in that cave, he's awake now. Then elsewhere in the woods, Bonnie wakes up by a fire. She's not in the cave anymore. We last left her in the cave. Mm -hmm. She's now by a fire. And we're not sure how she got there, but then we see Shane approach, or at least we think it's Shane. I will say Silas does a pretty good job as Shane here. He's really eaten. He's nailing the performance. When I first watched this episode, I thought it was Shane the whole time. 
I didn't get it until a couple scenes later. Although in this scene, I was like, his hair looks darker, which I'm sure is just them dyeing the actor's hair. Yeah. But I was like, that might mean something. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking. Shane says, oh, don't touch your wound. He said, I used some of the island's herbs and berries to help treat the wound, but not being an actual witch, I can't guarantee much. And Bonnie says, hey, how are you healed? And Shane says, oh, it was Silas. He helped me. You did it, Bonnie. He's risen. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, Silas helped him? That doesn't sound like Silas. It's like, I did not think that would happen. But I was like, well, you know, he did get everyone there, maybe. Yeah, if Silas is going to help anyone, like healing a broken leg, like Silas will do that for Shane, who freed him, you would think. Yeah. Like, logically, you buy it. Bonnie says, get away from me. And Shane says, look, I know you're angry with me, but now you'll see that everything I did, all those lives lost, they weren't in vain because Silas is going to bring them back. And Bonnie says, listen here, mister, what you want to do isn't natural. You cannot bring back the dead. And he says, I think you're going to change your mind right now. (laughs) Which is such a fucking asshole way to bring this up. He's like, well, actually, I think you're going to come around on this real quick. She says, what do you mean right now? (laughs) Which if you think about it, too, it wasn't odd, but it was like Silas didn't need to kill Jeremy. But guess he was like, "Okay, you know what? This is going to be a good bargaining chip for me. Oh, Silas kind of ate that. He thought, I think, originally that Grams was going to be enough to get Bonnie to switch. But because Grams was so much like no dark magic, no nothing, bitch. Grams is a harder sell for him to shapeshift and really embody. Grams is a harder sell for him to, like, manipulate. But Shane was already manipulated by Silas. So now he's just doing the manipulating It's like there's just no third party anymore doing the manipulating for him. Now it's just him. Yeah. And with Jeremy dead, Jeremy is a little bit higher stakes for Bonnie because Jeremy is important to Bonnie, but Jeremy is also important to Elena. Exactly. Whereas like Elena, she's self-centered. She doesn't give a fuck if Grams is alive. Yeah. She's like, oh, Sheila, I loved her. Anyway... (laughs) Like, if Grams came back, none of them would be mad about it, but none of them would be like, oh, my God, thank God. No one's, like, begging for Grams to come back except Bonnie. Yeah. Silas was looking, and he saw the little relationship between Bonnie and Jeremy, and he said, no, we're not standing for that. I need Bonnie on my side. That guy's got to go. Silas ate. Yeah, that was smart by him. Shane says, okay, so here's the thing. When Silas awoke, he had to feed to gain his strength. He'd been desiccating for almost 2,000 years, so he needed blood. And the thing is, Jeremy was there. And Bonnie says, hey, what are you saying to me? And he's like, oh, that wasn't uh, enough. Okay. Um. Shane says, okay. um, Yeah. So uh, Silas did drain Jeremy of his blood and Jeremy is dead. And then we go over to the Gilbert house where we check in with dead Jeremy. Elena strokes his face. In the kitchen, Stefan and Caroline catch up. Caroline's doing dishes. And then she asks Stefan like, hey, how long has she been like this? And Stefan says, ever since we found his body, you know, she hasn't said anything except that she's waiting for him to wake up. And Caroline says, but he's not going to wake up. Like, she knows that, right? Yeah, Caroline's like, but she understands he's dead, right? Because it's not looking like that because you carried a dead body from Nova Scotia, so... Stefan turns on the water to drown out this conversation. And he says, look, deep down, I think she has to know that, but we're talking about Elena here. She feels grief more powerfully than anyone else, and I think her denial is the one thing protecting her from letting it all in. Sure is. Sure is. Good read. You know what? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes the denial helps. Just ask me before I put my dog down. (laughs) Denial protected me. Caroline says she can't stay like that forever. 
And Stefan says, yeah, I know, but I don't really want to be the one to break her out of it. At least not until we know Bonnie is safe. Not until we can get Damon over here to, I don't know, you know. And Caroline's like, oh, you want him to use the Cyberbond to convince her that everything's okay? Stefan's like, I mean, there is a benefit to the Cyberbond here, girly. If we have it, we might as well use it. He said, there are worse things we could do to her at this point, okay? Yeah. <laughs> But Elena has been listening to this conversation. So she comes in. She says, I'm not in denial. Exactly what someone in denial would say. So Stefan turns off the sink because obviously that wasn't working. It's pretty clear why that was on. She says, look, I know he was supernatural. But did you see? His tattoo is gone. The tattoo had the spell that opened Silas's chamber. Like maybe it being gone means he's fulfilled his supernatural destiny. Maybe he's back to normal. I mean, it's possible, right? And this is not like the craziest logic. This is possible. I think it's unlikely, but it's not a crazy thought she's having. It's definitely like a big leap and it doesn't sound super likely, but also ghosts didn't sound super likely at a point either. Yeah. Well, she also, I think she would not have gotten to this conclusion had she not been in denial and trying to find a way to justify it. Sure. Like that was why she came up with this because she was like, well, he can't be dead. And so I just need a reason why he can't be dead. You know, she's sitting up there and she's like, they're all going to think I'm in denial. So I'm going to have to tell them like why he's not dead because he's obviously not. But I just need to find logic that they will understand. Yeah, it's not a crazy thought, but it's not looking good. Mm -hmm. Caroline says, Elena. (laughs) And Elena says, it's possible, Caroline. There's a chance it may be minuscule, but it's hope. And I'm going to hold on to that hope with everything I've got, because there is absolutely no way that my brother is dead. I'm not in denial. (laughs) And it's like, there's really no point in us saying anything about this because none of us want to be the one to be like, hey, he's dead. And you're clearly in your denial path. Like, we probably can't say anything at this point anyway. Mm -hmm. She walks away. Caroline and Stefan just look at each other like, okay, so that conversation went pretty bad. Yeah, they look at each other like, well, she's definitely in denial. Yeah. Then we go outside to the porch. Caroline is calling Tyler. He didn't pick up, so she's leaving him a voicemail. She says, hey, I'm not supposed to be calling, but something happened and I need to talk to you, Tyler. So please call me. And she hangs up. Stefan joins her on the porch. He says, do you know where he is? And Caroline says he's as far away from Klaus as he can get. Klaus said he wouldn't stop until he found him. Stefan says, well, Catherine's been running from Klaus for 500 years, so it's not easy, but it's possible. You know, this isn't the point, but in no world does Tyler have the strength and cunning that Catherine has. I mean, yeah, I know Stefan's trying to be comforting, but be realistic. They're not two comparable case studies. Yeah, I think it's much more likely that Tyler's already been killed by Klaus than that he's than that he's on Catherine's level is all I'm going to say. Klaus says, I'm going to take a nice little break from looking for Catherine. and I'm going to look for Tyler because it'll take me what, two days? It can't be long. Stefan says it's probably why Catherine stole the cure, honestly. She wants to bargain for her freedom. And Caroline says, I can't believe after all that that the cure is just gone. And Stefan says, yeah, I mean, talk about denial. In my head, there was no way Elena was going to stay a vampire forever. Yeah, he's like, I mean, I was in denial too, damn. Yeah, he really was. That was crazy by him. He says, and now without any family. And Caroline says, well, we can't think about that right now, okay? We need to make lists. We need to make plans. We need a funeral or a cover story or both. I should go tell my mom. She'll know what to do. And Stefan says, we should get mad over here. 
Caroline says, I will do that. I'll call Matt and then I will go to my mom and then I will make a list or a casserole or I don't know, whatever people are supposed to do or make in these situations. And then she pauses and then she looks at him and she says, what's that smell? And it's like, I have a guess. And Stefan says, it is his body. Uh, He is starting to decompose. You know, we see a lot of death on this show. We don't see decomposition. Yeah. Decomposition is a big red flag. Yeah, then all of a sudden it's like, hmm, I'm starting to think that Jeremy's not going to be okay. I was like, that's not good. How are they going to undo that one? Why is he decomposing if he's going to come back to life? (laughs) And then Stefan says, tell your mom to get Dr. Fell over here. We haven't seen her in a while. Then we go out to the woods on the island. Rebecca and Damon are catching up. Rebecca says, hey, do you think Bonnie's dead? And Damon says, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but I hope not. And then Rebecca says, you know, I don't like being out in the open like this. And Damon says, oh, what? Afraid of the big bad Silas? And she says, no. And he says, scaredy cat. She says, I'm not. But like the gag is my brother Cole did drive himself mad about Silas rising. So it might benefit us all to be a little bit concerned. Yeah, she's like, I'm not like terrified of him, but I do think we should be a little wary. Yeah, she's like, like, I know that Cole is not like the most reliable source for all of her information, Mm -hmm. but we might as well consider the possibility. And then Rebecca starts to gag Damon a bit. She says, and you're one to talk about being afraid. You're so scared. You're 1200 miles away from where you're supposed to be. She got him there. And Damon says, well, somebody needed to find Bonnie. Rebecca says, Stefan could have done that. Aren't you Elena's current love? It's really hard to keep track these days. Shouldn't you be comforting her? Or are you terrified of being there when she realizes her brother's dead? And Damon's like, well, okay, since you just fucking know everything. Yeah. She came for his neck, but lucky for Damon, an arrow flies at them, and Damon is able to use Rebecca as a shield. And he says, sorry, better you than me. He looks past Rebecca, and he spots who else but Vaughn. Yeah, he tosses Rebecca to the ground. And Vaughn shoots another arrow, which Damon catches. Damon very quickly runs. Vaughn runs, but Damon catches him, fights him, disarms him. And he says, just the guy I want to see. Well, not really. And then he knocks Vaughn out. He knocks him unconscious. Yeah. So good for Vaughn that he made it out of the cave because not everyone did. Not everyone was so lucky. (laughs) But now he's back in it. Elsewhere on the island, Shane tends to the fire while Bonnie sobs about Jeremy. Shane has made some tea and he says, oh, here, Bonnie, drink this. It'll calm you down. And she says, I don't want any of your stupid teas, Shane. Yeah. She's like, no more. No more. She said, I've learned my lesson. It's funny, too, because, again, Silas eating. Silas said this dude would definitely drug a woman. He knew that. But then he also opened the backpack. He's like, what's with all this fucking tea? (laughs) He's carrying five pounds of tea in here. (laughs) This can't be good for the backpacking trip. This has to be a waste of space. (laughs) He must have had better things he could have brought. Maybe a stint. A splint is what I mean for the leg. (laughs) I knew when I said a stint, it wasn't right. But I just, I knew it was somewhere like that. He could have brought a splint. Well, if he needed a splint, he could have used the support from his backpack. Yeah, he was honestly just waiting for someone to give him vampire blood. I think honestly, Shane thought that Silas was going to heal him. Yeah, I do believe Shane thought that. He thought Stefan was going to heal him, for God's sakes. He thought... Silas probably would as a last resort, but Stefan or Damon would if he needed it. Or maybe Bonnie even. I don't know why he thought that was going to happen. Shane thinks he is the protagonist of this show. Yeah, he's like, I'm the star. Like, this show is about me getting my wife back. And they're like, 
We're in season four, King. We didn't even know your wife existed until this season. It's definitely not about you. And she said that can't be. (laughs) She is crying. She says, Jeremy is dead. The fire rages. Shane says, hey, be careful. Don't let your magic get out of control. I'm not going to let you fall apart. Silas needs you. He can bring Jeremy back. He can bring everyone back. And you're going to help him. And this is when I was like, "Mm, that's Silas. (laughs) I was like, no. Because I was like, no, Shane would say this, to be fair. Because I had, as you know, I made the guess that Shane was Silas before. And it was clear that was wrong. But I was like, no, that guess is right now. Yeah, It is. Again, this is Silas's downfall. He always brings up his name too soon. He's like, do you know about Silas? Because he could have gotten away with this a little bit better if he was just, I mean, Bonnie falls for it. So what does it matter? But he could have just been like, hey, you're going to bring Jeremy back. It's going to be okay." But as soon as he says Silas needs you, it's like, it's like, okay, Silas. (laughs) And is Silas in the room with us right now? (laughs) And we go back over to the Gilbert house. Elena is in her room. She picks up her vampire diary and she looks at it. And she goes to Jeremy's room and looks at him. And then Dr. Fell appears from the room. And she's like, hey, Elena. And Elena says, oh, Meredith, what are you doing here? And she says, well, I came to check on your brother. May I? And Elena says, yeah. But Elena goes on to explain. (laughs) As Meredith checks two places for the pulse, which she won't find. (laughs) Elena goes on to say, yeah, uh, you're not going to find any vitals. It's the same thing that Rick used to go through. He'd just be dead until then he wasn't. You know, once I remember he was gone for almost an entire day. Rick died like four times before he lost his mind. And Jeremy's died a few times too. Three, I think. So we're going to have to. And then she sees Stefan appear and she's like, hey. And Meredith's like, Elena. And then Elena says, well, we have to keep an eye on him because I don't want him to go crazy like Rick did. And Meredith and Stefan just look at each other. And Elena's like, what the fuck are you saying? She's like, why are you guys looking at each other? Just tell me that he's going to be okay. And Meredith says, well, you know, Elena, it looks like Jeremy died of extreme blood loss. His neck also appears to be broken. Uh, The lack of blood explains why there's no lividity, but his muscles have tightened past the point of rigor mortis. And this is when it also gets scary because it's like, we have never heard the science part of death talked about this much. We've never heard someone say lividity or rigor mortis on this show. And it's like, oh, that can't be good. Elena says no, but Dr. Fell continues. Yeah, because she's like, clearly you need to hear this. She said, if he's left unattended, soon he'll start to bloat. And within a few hours, his skin will discolor. And Elena says, stop. He's not dead. Meredith says, so I need you to release the body to me. We'll get him to a funeral home and prepare him for a viewing where you and his friends can say goodbye to him. And Elena doesn't take this well. Yeah, Elena's like, no, why would we do that? Because he's going to come back to life. So why would we do that? So Elena shoves, you know, Meredith against a wall and says he's not dead. He's not dead. And Stefan says, Elena, stop it. And he pulls her off. And then Elena kind of spills. She says to Meredith, Oh, now you're all about science? Where was your science when you used vampire blood to save my life, huh? There is no science here. It's just magic. We need magic. We have to find Bonnie. Bonnie can fix this. Someone get me Bonnie. And this is a fair thought of like, what the fuck is a doctor going to do? It's magic. Yeah. And Meredith's like, I don't know why you guys didn't give a vampire blood to start with, if I'm being completely honest. She said, you guys should all be drinking vampire blood every day, you know. She's like, you have plenty of it. Matt comes in. He's arrived. He says, Elena. And then he looks and he sees Jeremy's body and he's obviously affected by that because as we know, Matt and Jeremy are BFFs. Yeah. And Matt is not as much in denial. Like he's lost a sibling. He knows it's very possible. 
And Matt also, I think, is less accustomed to seeing dead bodies, even if this were magic. He is going to be much more affected by Jeremy's dead body than maybe Elena would be because she's seen Jeremy's dead body before because of the ring. Yeah, she's seen Jeremy's dead body and Alaric's dead body multiple times. So she's like, okay, well, he'll just pop back up. It's fine for right now. And Matt's like, he looks dead. (laughs) Matt says, that's a dead body. Yeah. Elena goes to Matt and she says, no, Matt, it's fine. She hugs him and she says, Bonnie will be here soon and she'll fix everything and it'll all be fine. Stop putting all that pressure on Bonnie. Guys, she's not doing good right now. Maybe check in on Bonnie before you start assuming she's going to be able to fix everything. Yeah. Then we go downstairs. Elena's sitting at the table with her vampire diary, but she's not writing. And Matt comes in. He has mugs for them. He's made like tea or coffee or something. And she says, you're not dosing me again, are you? Ha 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 ha. Good to know she can still laugh. But frankly, she should be dosed so they can move the body. I know. Matt says... Ah, you poison your best friend once and suspicion follows you forever. To which I say, best friend? <laughs> Lena's like, I'm your best friend? Now that Jeremy's dead, I guess. And Tyler's out of town. Matt says, where are Bonnie and Damon? And Elena says, we lost Bonnie on the island. Damon stayed back to try to find her. And Matt says, hey, doesn't he hate her? And Elena says, he doesn't hate her. I think he actually kind of loves her. Leap. I think he's okay with her. Yeah, I think he respects her. Yeah. I don't know if he loves her. She says, you're mean to the people you care about. Most people aren't. (laughs) Matt says, that's messed up logic. And she says, that's Damon logic. Ha ha. And Matt's like, doesn't make it not messed up, but okay. Yeah. But I can tell I don't need to open that can of worms today. Yeah. And then Matt says, hey, listen, I want you to go somewhere with me. And she says, I can't leave Jeremy. And he says, Elena, there's nothing you can do right now, okay? Stefan can stay here with him. Just come with me, please. And he holds her hand. And at this point, when I first watched this, I was like, oh my God, they're going to like go bury him while she's gone. I thought they might. I was concerned for her. Yeah. Then we go back to the woods, check in on Damon and Vaughn. Damon's tied Vaughn to a tree and he has a knife to his neck. And he says, you know, I was willing to accept the fact that you were one man on a lonely mission to kill old Silas. But then I got boned by my vixen nemesis, Catherine Pierce. And then I start thinking, there's no way this is a coincidence. So what do you know? And Rebecca appears and Damon says, hey, it took you long enough. And she says, sorry, I had to dig an arrow out of my spine. Thanks. She's like, you just left me on the ground. What the hell? It took me a second. Damon says, "Okay, well, if you want to lead on Catherine Pierce, here's your guy. And Vaughn says, torture me all you want. You can't kill me. The hunter's curse will torment you forever. That doesn't mean he can't kill you. It means he probably shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. And I do think there's a question here. This is not something we're going to dig into. But with their tattoos gone, A, does that mean the curse is still in effect? But B, maybe the tattoo disappeared because like they fulfilled their destiny as the five. Which means, will there be other hunters? Maybe not. Which means, like, will he still get the hunter's curse from Vaughn? Maybe, maybe not. But if he does, he will certainly have it forever because a new hunter will not rise. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, impossible to say. That's something we're still going to use as a threat. Yeah. And Damon says, you know what? It'll be worth it. Rebecca says, you know, he's right. We can't kill him. But that doesn't mean we can't tear him apart piece by piece, nerve by nerve, until the pain is so severe, your brain shuts it off to give you one tiny moment of blessed relief. And then we'll heal you. Do it again and again and again. She's like, I'm not above torture. 
And Damon says, you're creepy. She says, thank you. She says, I'm slaying, first of all. Yeah. And Vaughn immediately spills. He immediately pushes out. He says, I don't really want to deal with being tortured. Silas is already gone. What's the point of me dying here? So he says, I was tracking dens of vampires across Colorado. Catherine found me and said she could help me find Silas. She already knew about the Hunter's Mark and the Cure. Because <laughs> of course she fucking did. She knows about everything before any of these people. Catherine eating as always. And Rebecca says, how'd she know about that? And Vaughn says, I don't know. She has some girl on the inside. Some werewolf girl, friends with your professor. It's Haley, bitch. <laughs> that is so slaily of her. <laughs> slaily strikes again. The funniest part about this is like, I hated Haley while she was on here, right? Now, whenever I hear about her, I'm like, oh, she's slang. I'm like, am I coming around on her? Yeah, I think I am too. Because when I first met her, I was like, oh, whatever. And then I talk about her, I'm like, you know what? Good for Haley. She's eating. I mean, to team up with Catherine, that's the team you want to fucking be on. Like, yeah, she made the wrong call teaming up with Shane. But teaming up with Catherine, she ate on that. She made the wrong call for the right reasons on Shane. But then here's, here's what you think about with Haley. She teamed up with Shane. She got burned. She went to Catherine and snitched everything she knew. Yeah. Just to spite Shane. Flaley. Yeah, she got her parent info from him and she's like, no, I still want to fuck up his thing, though. Slaley strikes again. <laughs> Damon says, oh, Haley, Tyler Lockwood's friend. I knew she was shady. Yeah. And he says, where'd Catherine find her? And Vaughn says, New Orleans. That's all I know. Interesting. Interesting, isn't it? Damon releases the knife from Vaughn's neck and says, good. Let's throw him in a well. If he starves to death, it's not our fault. Now, the logistics here are kind of touchy about <laughs> if they throw him in a well and he dies of starvation, I think they're probably okay. It's the same as like the Gilbert ring where like if a supernatural creature is driving the car, like didn't the car kill them? So shouldn't it not count? It's like a touchy logistics area. So like starvation killed them. Yes. But if a vampire throws the hunter into the well that causes him to die of starvation, is the vampire at fault? Yeah, what you should do is just, like, not leave him a boat to get off the island. And then, like, at that point, you didn't directly lead to his death. Yeah, just, like, don't concern yourself with him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's a right answer. Yeah. And obviously, we don't see Vaughn die and we don't see a curse happen. So we don't really know what happens. Who's to say what will? But the logistics there are just iffy at best. Yeah. Damon says, I'm going to go find Bonnie. And Rebecca says, hey, we got a lead on the cure. I'm going to find it. But I suppose you don't mind. You never wanted Elena to be human again anyway. And Damon says, I wanted that cure for Elena because it's what she wanted. You might think I'm afraid to go back, but actually I'm not because I know what she needs. She needs me to bring her best friend home. And then he leaves. And Rebecca's like, oh, I'm her best friend. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> Vaughn and Rebecca smile at each other. And then Rebecca grabs him. She's going to go toss him in a well. Yeah. Elsewhere on the island, Shane and Bonnie are hiking and Shane says, we got to get you home if you're going to help Silas raise the dead. <laughs> and Bonnie says, I don't really understand what I can do. And Shane says, well, and so this is another thing where Silas kind of messes up because he gives too much information. Shane says, well, Silas can't do magic. He was a witch, but after he became immortal, that ended. He can be a witch or a vampire, but never both. That's why I've been teaching you expression so you can do his work for him. And Bonnie says, what? How? He says, well, you're going to use the power of three massacres. Each massacre of 12 marks the earth with power, and you can use expression to tap into that power. And she says, wait, three? You got 36 people killed? And he says, no, I got 24 people killed. Keep up. 12 at the young firm. 12 hybrids. You and I are going to complete the triangle. 
She says, what? She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I did not agree to kill 12 people. I thought you were going to cover all those. He says, look, there needs to be a massacre, but they're going to come back. It's worth it. And she says, I'm not helping you kill 12 people, Shane. Everyone says that at first. Yeah, Silas is like, I'm not worried that you said that because I think I can get you to come around. Yeah. He grabs her and says, won't you? If it meant you could see Jeremy again, your grams, everybody you or your friends ever lost, I think you would. And she says, no. She runs and trips. And then she sees what appears to be Jeremy. Upon reflection, we can tell this is a hallucination. A hallucination. Probably brought on by Silas. He says, Bonnie, it hurts. Help me. And she says, I can help you. I'll help you. She does some kind of spell. There's wind. She touches his heart, whatever. And then he's gone. And she says, no. And she looks up and sees Shane. And Shane says, he asked you to help him, didn't he? He's like, wasn't that a cool hallucination I just did for you? I'm not in the cave anymore, bitch. I can do him anywhere. (laughs) He says, he needs your help. You can do this, Bonnie. You know you can. And she says, I'll do whatever it takes. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we go back over to the Gilbert house. Meredith covers Jeremy's body with a blanket and she bumps up the AC. But she says, we're not going to be able to leave him in here for much longer. Yeah. And Stefan says, yeah, I know. You know, I've been alive almost two centuries now. You'd think with the amount of people I've seen die, it would hurt less each time. But it never does. The amount of people you've seen die. You mean the amount of people you've murdered in cold blood? Yeah. He's like, it hurts every time I have to kill him and write their name on that dumbass wall I always write their name on. And Meredith's like, what? And he's like, oh, I forget not everyone can relate to that. Yeah, I'm a serial killer. And Meredith's like, obviously I can relate to being sad when I see people die. I use vampire blood to save patients because I'm not a good enough doctor to do it otherwise. She says it never does get easier. You know, I see this every day. And it's like, you see someone die every day? It's a busy hospital. She says, sometimes I think denial is the worst part for people like us because we know the truth. We can see they're on a collision course with it and all we can do is brace ourselves for impact. Then Stefan's phone rings, so he's done with this conversation. Yeah, so he's like, okay, scene done with you. He says, you don't really get it. I'm a serial killer. You're a doctor. We'll never see eye to eye. Uh, He answers the phone, it's Damon. And Stefan says, hey, did you find her? And Damon says, I'm still looking. Like, how's Elena? And Stefan said, well, she's losing it, Damon. She's doing bad. He says, we can do what we can to delay things here, but we have to get Jeremy into a morgue before it gets ugly. And Damon says, damn it, I can't just leave her behind. I can't show up without Bonnie. And Stefan says, I think you have to. At this point, the sire bond is probably the only thing that's going to keep Elena together. I can go back to find Bonnie. And Damon says, okay, I'm on my way and hangs up. Then he looks behind him. And what wonderful timing. Bonnie walks out of the woods. And Damon's like, wow, how lucky. Come on. Silas said, oh, I got to get her on that boat. (laughs) He said, I think I just got her on my path. So we're good now. Yeah. Even if I need to keep being Shane, I'll keep being Shane. He said, Shane's a great character for me. He said, I got him. Grams was getting stale. He said, Grams was hard for me. I couldn't really get in that headspace. Shane's easy. The role I was born to play. This is another, I would think, clue that he's Silas is that she comes out. Shane's like, I'm not going to be with her. Like if it was actually Shane, he'd be like, let me get on that boat. Yeah, he'd be like, hey, Damon, how's it going, King? Can I hit you a ride? And then Damon says, oh, my God, I could hug you. Where have you been? How'd you find me? They hug. And Bonnie says, Shane led the way. He told me what to do, Damon. I know how to bring Jeremy back. And Damon just like, it's like, cool, let's get on the boat. No, no questions, bud. Yeah, he's like, I don't have any follow up questions. I'm just going to tell everyone that we're good. Yeah, and I 
I'm just going to completely forget that Shane told me about the three massacres as well. I'm just going to block that right out. That that can't be important right now. (laughs) Then we go over to Mystic Falls High. Matt drives up with Elena and there's people walking around. So it might be a school day. Matt pulls up to the stoner pit, which is like the loading dock area where, you know, the stoners used to hang out. Where they have their couch and everything. Yeah. We haven't been there in a while. It's really decked out. And Elena says, you want me to the stoner pit? And Matt says, I want you to see something. He lifts a piece of metal or something and there's graffiti that says Vicky. And he says, hey, do you remember when Jeremy was super into my sister? And Elena says, yeah, when our parents died. It was his rebel phase. Bitch. She can't for one second. The disrespect towards Vicky never ends. Vicky is dead and (laughs) Elena's still saying shit about her. She can't keep her name out of her goddamn mouth. Matt says, I found this after Vic died. It made me smile. And this. And then he shows a little J and V painted on the wall. And Elena says, Jeremy and Vicky, did he do that? And Matt nods. And then Matt says, you know, after they found Vicky's body, I remember thinking that things didn't feel over, that there was no possible way that she could be gone forever. And then she wasn't. And it's like, ooh, uh, this is not the helpful path to take. Yeah, at first it's like, oh, what he's going to say is like, you know, I thought she couldn't possibly be gone, but eventually I came to accept that, you know, they stay with us in our hearts. Yeah. Or something. But no, instead he says, my point is, this town, this crazy ass world we live in, sometimes not being willing to accept that someone is gone is because maybe they're not, at least not completely. Now, Stefan should have like looked over Matt's remarks. Yeah, pre-screened him. Like, hey, Matt, what do you think you're going to say? And Matt's like, I'm going to tell her she should stay in denial, actually. And Stefan's like, mm, no, that I don't think that is what you should tell her. Veto. <laughs> Elena says, is that really what you believe? And he says, yes. Jesus, if I compelled you to tell me the truth, that's what you'd say? And he sidesteps that question. He says, I would tell you it's okay to have hope because sometimes that's all that keeps me going. And she says, thanks, Matt. You're right. I should stay in denial. Because also, like, Matt's in denial, too. That's his best friend. Yeah. He should not be the one, like, you need to get over it, Elena. Like, he just saw his friend's dead body. He's not ready to deal with this either. Enlisting Matt was a bad idea on all fronts, as it commonly is. Elena's phone rings, and she answers. It's Stefan. And Stefan says, hey, Damon found Bonnie. A plane is there waiting for them when they get off the island. They'll be home in a few hours. And Elena asks if she's okay. And Stefan says, she's fine. Listen, Elena, you might have been right. There might be something. Now, Stefan, don't say that until you know what the something is. Yeah, let's wait till we get all the information. Let's not announce this to the woman clearly on the brink of a psychological breakdown. Because frankly, she's going to believe there's something whether you say it or not. So there's no reason for you to say it. All you did is make that fall from denial to the truth a little steeper. Yeah. Elena says she knows what to do, doesn't she? And Stefan says, let's just see what she says when she gets home, okay? And Elena says, okay, we'll be home soon. Then we go back to the cave on the island. Rebecca has Vaughn tied up. She tosses him in the cave. And he says, I just want to reiterate, if you're smart, you'll use the cure to kill Silas. She's like, well, that's irrelevant. I don't have the cure. So what do you want me to fucking do? She says, killing Silas is your supernatural destiny, not mine. And he says, okay, well, you be careful up there because he's up. 
He's running about. She says, are you sure about that? And he says, oh, you don't believe me? Check my pack. She opens his backpack and she finds the metal mask we saw on Silas's face mm-hmm. in the tomb. Vaughn says, I found that in the chamber where he lay. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mercutio, pack it up. No. Pack it up, uh, Jon Snow. It took me a while to think of a Game of Thrones character. He says, you know, they say no one's seen him. No one knows his face. How do you hide from the devil when you don't know what he looks like? Who knows? Maybe I'm him. I mean, good attempt, buddy. Might as well. (laughs) And then he says, mark my words. If you don't use the cure to kill him, it doesn't matter if you're human or vampire. You're doomed. We all are. It's like, again, some specificity would be useful. Yeah. So she just leaves because she's like, I've heard that one before. (laughs) She's like, I I know this song, okay? I think I've seen this film before And I didn't like the ending He says, good luck to you, lass. You've all brought this upon yourselves. May you rot in it. And then he laughs. Okay. And then he's in the cave like, okay, so I'm just in here now? And I mean, I think he's tied up around his arms, his hands, and his legs. I feel like he can get out. I think he could get out, yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be, like, supernaturally strong. I think he can get through some rope. Mm -hmm. Then we go outside the Gilbert house. Caroline drives up. Again, she's calling Tyler. And she says, hey, it's me again. So I was thinking about it. And you probably ditched your phone, which is the smartest thing to do. Uh, So I don't know when you're going to get this. But things were looking kind of bleak for a minute. But I don't know. Maybe they're starting to turn around. So when you get this, call me back and I'll tell you everything. Talk about denial. Yeah. And, you know, I'll I'll throw something out. Go for it. I think Tyler went to go find Haley. Oh, who the fuck does he have to find anymore? And he's not really capable of being on his own. So what other allies does he have? Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out because we brought Haley back into the mix with Catherine. I think it's not unlikely that we'll see both of them again. And I think it's not unlikely we'll see Tyler again. So you think we haven't seen the last of Slaley? I do not think we've seen the last of Slaley. (laughs) Or Haley. (laughs) Or or Haley, for that matter. (laughs) Because I may still hate her when she comes back. I'm not I'm not denying that. Yeah, TBD, TBD. And then Damon drives up with Bonnie. Caroline hugs Bonnie and says, oh, my God, thank God. We were so worried. And Bonnie says, I'm OK. And Damon says, hey, Caroline, can you get Stefan out here? And Caroline says, they said that she knows what to do. This is great. And Damon says, Caroline, I need to talk to my brother. It really is Stefan, Damon and Caroline just leading this pack of insanity. Yeah, they're like, wow, everyone's losing it, huh? Yeah. Stefan's like, I'm doing good right now compared to y'all. Stefan says, since when am I the well-adjusted, emotionally balanced one? And when is Damon, like, second place? Yeah. They said, obviously, Caroline's been leading it the whole time, but we should not be on the same level as her. (laughs) We are not there. And Caroline says, what's wrong? And Damon just, like, looks at Caroline like, Bonnie is crazy. Like, I don't think Bonnie is on the right path because Bonnie is giving very like at ease, content with this, which is giving brainwashed. Mm -hmm. Then we do a quick flashback to the island where Bonnie tells Shane, I'll do whatever it takes, which we saw her say earlier. She says, whatever you ask of me, I'll do it. And Shane says, then you will see him again. There's just a few things we have to do first. So inside the Gilbert house, Bonnie starts telling Caroline, Matt and Elena what Shane told her. She says, it's called an expression triangle. I need to complete it for Silas. I do love that it's just expression triangle. That was the name they could come up with. I know they said that's it. And Matt says, what? 
Matt says, okay, this is all very bullshit. Uh (laughs) And then outside, Damon is talking to Stefan and Damon says she's out of her mind, Stefan. The nutty professor has her totally brainwashed. And inside, Matt says, Bonnie, you can't kill 12 people. And she says, I know it sounds crazy, but it's the only way to get enough power. And Caroline says, to do what? Then we go back to the woods. Shane says, when Silas was buried by the witch Katsia, she left him with the cure and two choices. Stay mortal and rot, or take the cure and eventually die in there of old age. And Bonnie says, he's been trapped in there for 2,000 years. At some point, wouldn't death by old age have been better? And he says, no, because... Ketsia had already won up to him. She knew he wanted to die so he could find peace and be reunited with his one true love. So she created the other side as purgatory for all supernatural beings, ensuring that if he died, he'd end up there forever. That's where you come in. And she says, why me? And he says, because you, as Ketsia's descendant, can make the other side go away. And she says, how? And no concerns about that before you ask how? Yeah, no other questions? And I just want to say, I had said that the way Silas planned to bring people back was softening the line between the other side and Earth. Now, this is obviously a step beyond that, but I was close. Yeah, you were close. And we get the terminology drop. So now we know what we can call it outside the Gilbert house. Damon says the whole flight back, all she could talk about was how she's the one that can drop the veil between Mm -hmm. this side and the other side. We'll be hearing drop the veil a lot. Stefan says, what does drop the veil even mean? And Damon says... What it means is the myth about Silas being able to raise the dead is not just one or some. It's every supernatural being over there. Inside the house, Bonnie says once the veil is dropped, the other side doesn't exist anymore. There's nothing separating us. We're all just one. And then outside, Damon says three massacres, three hotspots, and the witch spell of the century, and every supernatural being over there is back with a vengeance. And we know that potentially some supernatural beings found peace and have moved beyond the other side. Or we've been essentially, that's been implied to us. We don't know that that's a fact. We know that that's something they can hope for. And we have to assume if they've found peace, dropping of the veil won't affect them because they're, they're out. So it's not necessarily every supernatural creature that's ever died, but it's probably a lot of them. Well, and the ones who have found peace probably aren't upset with their heroes because they've found peace. Yeah. Our enemies, however, they're probably going to be pretty pissed off. Namely, say, like, for a recent example, Cole. Find it hard to believe he found peace. Yeah. We go back to the woods and Bonnie says, I can't do that. And Shane says, oh, yes, you can. All the witches, your ancestors who've been persecuted throughout times, your grams, Jeremy, they'll all be back. You can do this. You will do this. Then we go back inside the Gilbert house and Caroline says, Bonnie. You're talking like a crazy person. You are not killing 12 people, and you sure as hell can't invite every monster who has ever died back into this world. Voice of reason. Yeah, and Matt says, Caroline, I think she knows that. I don't think that's clear, Matt. Matt, it's not obvious that she does, because she's the one bringing this idea to us and not being like, can you believe what Shane said? That's crazy. She's clearly trying to sell it. She said she could fix everything, and this is her plan to fix it. Bonnie says, look, I can do it. I have the power. We can bring everyone back. Jeremy, Alaric, Vicky, and Elena starts to space out and music starts playing over her. 
But obviously now Bonnie's starting to do the appeal to people's grief thing that Shane does so well. And so Caroline says, Bonnie, stop it. You cannot just say those things. We kind of lose what they're all saying as they argue because Elena is just like freaking out. And then the phone rings and Elena says, I'll get it. And Matt says, no, I can get it. And Elena says, I said, I'll get it. She said, I said, I'll get it. Let me do this. So she gets up and answers the phone as Damon and Stefan come back inside from the porch. And it's April Young. She says, hey, it's April Young. I was looking for Jeremy. His cell just keeps going straight to voicemail. And Elena says, Jeremy can't come to the phone right now. He's not. I'm sorry. He's dead. And then she hangs up. And April's probably like, what? Yeah, no time for April to respond to that on the phone. She, He's dead. Bye. <laughs> the fuck? And everyone is like, uh-oh, seems like she's come to a realization. Everyone's like, uh-oh, the denial phase might be over. And maybe that was actually your good phase. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have been so antsy to get out of denial. And then we go upstairs. Elena has gone up to Jeremy's room to look at his body that's covered in a blanket. Uh, she lifts the blanket to look at his face. And yep, still looks dead. Yeah, looks the same he's looked all day. <laughs> and it's as if she like finally sees it. It's like as if she actually realizes he's dead. Yeah. And Damon comes in. And he says, hey, Elena. And she says, he's dead. And she cries. She realizes she's like, Damon, he's dead. He's been dead this entire time. And I and then she goes, oh, my God, I can smell him. How long has he smelled like that? Yeah, she's finally like, oh, shit. My brother's dead. I've been in denial way more than I thought I was, which is the whole point of denial. Yeah. Damon says, hey, let me talk to you. I can help you. She says, how are you going to help me? Good question. Yeah. And he's like, I haven't figured that out yet either, girl. He's like, I'm just saying what I got to say. She says, okay, we have to take care of his body. Bring him downstairs. And Damon says, we really shouldn't. And she says, just carry him down, please. She's like, just do what I fucking ask of you. And she leaves the room. So Damon says, okay. So he picks him up and carries him downstairs. She goes downstairs and she says, where's Bonnie? And Stefan says, oh, uh, we told Matt to take her home. We thought it'd be best. It would be best. Yeah. And Elena says, okay, I guess we're going to have to do this the old fashioned way. And Caroline says, do what exactly? And she starts looking in cabinets. Elena says, hey, put Jeremy's body on the couch. Damon does. And then Caroline says, hey, Elena, you need help finding something. And then Elena finds lighter fluid. She says, got it. And it's like, oh. That can't be good. <laughs> and she starts pouring it on everything to everyone's shock. And Stefan says, hey, girly, what are you doing? Elena says, we need a cover story, right? You think I didn't hear you guys talking earlier? Well, what are we going to say? Animal attack, tumble down the stairs. No, we'll burn the house down with him inside of it. Big leap from denial. She really went zero to 60. <laughs> yeah, she's going, she's going fast. Emotions are heightened. What can I say? Yeah. Stefan says, hey, Elena, stop it. She says, why? Because you want me to not be in denial? To face the truth? This is the truth, Stefan. I don't want to live here anymore. I don't want these sketches. She pours the lighter fluid over all of the sketches. I don't want this Xbox. And then she opens the cabinet. She says, we're not going to need this bourbon anymore. Alaric's not here to drink it. I mean, unless you guys are willing to bring back every supernatural creature on the other side to get him back. She turns to Damon. She says, would you? I know you want your drinking buddy back. So would you, Damon? Because I wouldn't. And then she starts pouring the bourbon on Jeremy's body. Yeah, and everyone's like, okay, this is going. And she says, I don't know, does that make me a bad person? I have no idea. She takes the Gilbert ring off Jeremy and tosses it to Damon and says, he's not going to need that anymore. And Caroline says, Elena, stop it. You're scaring me. 
And Elena says, what else are we supposed to do with the body, Caroline? There's no room at the Gilbert family plot. Jenna and John took the last spot. And then she throws a photo of Jenna and Alaric on the ground. She breaks the bourbon bottle and she lights a match. And Stefan says, Elena, stop. And she says, there is nothing here for me anymore, Stefan. Every inch of this house is filled with memories of the people I love that have died. My mom, my dad, Jeremy and Jenna, Alaric, John, I mean, even John. They're all dead. Yeah, she's like, I even miss John right now. Like, what the fuck? Something's up with me. She says, everyone is dead. So what am I supposed to do? And then, I don't know if you noticed this, this next line was a sound on TikTok. I did recognize this. And at a time, I like, I started recognizing the sound on TikTok as like, I think this is from the Vampire Diaries. Like, I think this is Vampire Sound. But I never clicked on it because I was like, I'm pretty sure this is Elena, but I'm not going to. Not going to risk it. She says, I mean, how am I going to, what am I supposed to do? I can't even, there's nothing here for me. And then, ah, because the match burns her. Yeah, she burns her hand and drops the match, but Stefan catches it and extinguishes the fire before it can hit the lighter fluid. And Stefan says, Elena, I need you to calm down. She cries. She says, no, 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 I can't. And she collapses, sobbing. And she says, make it stop, please. Stefan says, Damon, help her. Now, from this, I thought Stefan was asking Damon to do just what he did. I think they probably should have discussed. They were both in agreement that they should use the sire bond to help Elena get past Jeremy's death. Mm -hmm. They did not discuss how. I think Stefan thought Damon was going to go to Elena and be like, hey, you don't miss Jeremy. You don't care. It's going to be okay. You're fine. You're going to get through this. But Damon was like, she's not getting through this. And to be fair, Elena does say, make it stop. It hurts. Make it stop. Yeah. So I see where Damon gets it. I think they were both right. They just didn't discuss ahead of time. Yeah. Stefan was just shocked by it in a way that I was like, I thought you guys were on this path. Damon goes to Elena. He hugs her while she cries. And he says, hey, I can help you. I want you to let me help you. He looks at her. He turns her face to him. And he says, I can help you. And she says, how? And he says, turn it off. And Stefan says, what? No. Stefan's like, that is not what I meant. Damon says, turn it off and everything will go away. That's what you have to do. It's what I want you to do. And Stefan is worried because he knows what it's like to have his humanity off. And he's not particularly pleased with that outcome. Damon says, just turn it off. She looks forward. The music swells. And she appears to be like catatonic. As we get later into the series, I've said this before, they have a very clear indicator for when someone turns their humanity off. They're still finding it here. But there is a clear moment we can see. And it is really carried by Nina Dobrev's acting skills. Like you can see it in her eyes when it switches because she's eating. This whole scene is like literally Emmy when. We do have to talk about this scene. I mean, this is like widely regarded as like one of the best acted scenes on the Vampire Diaries. As we've said before, Nina Dobrev, where is your Emmy? You've earned it. So much so that when they were filming this scene, like Paul Wesley, Ian Somerhalder, Candace Hing were all like worried about Nina Dobrev because they're like, oh, that doesn't look good because she was channeling the emotions of her grandpa had died like close to when they shot this. Oh. And so she was very, very sad. Her acting in this scene is just absolutely stellar. Heartbreaking. Tear jerking. I was crying. And it is why this is one of the legendary episodes of the series, of the entire series. If you talk to any Vampire Diaries fan, they love this episode. I don't love it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so again, Emmys, Nina Dobrev awaits your call. And one day the Television Academy will pay for their crimes. 
They will. <laughs> I will see the entire voting audience of the Television Academy in hell. And you know who's not going to be in hell with us? Nina fucking Dobrev. She's going to be in heaven. She will have earned it. Then we go a little later to the Forbes house. Caroline has arrived at home. And she calls Tyler again. Still isn't picking up. She says, hey, me again. Look, I do hate to leave this on your voicemail. I really do. But I think you need to know that Jeremy is dead. She's like, straight up, I thought you were going to call me back. But I guess not. Yeah. She says, I thought you would call and I could tell you, but then you didn't. So just call me when you get this. Okay. And BTW, like, I need you. There's no way yesterday can be the last time I'm ever going to see you or talk to you. It can't be. So just, like, call me, Tyler, please. And she hangs up and lays down. Then we go over to the Bennett house where Matt is dropping Bonnie off. And Bonnie says, hey, it's going to be okay, Matt. You'll see. I'll bring him back. And Matt's like, girl. Matt says, you know what? Get some sleep. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, he's like, please get out of my fucking car so I can have a moment to myself. He's like, I've been wanting to cry for the last 12 hours and I haven't had a chance yet. So she gets out of the car. She takes her backpack with her. She opens her backpack on the porch to get her keys out. And then Shane appears. And he says, hey, did you tell them? And she says, they don't think I can do it. That's not what they fucking said. They think you shouldn't do it, but they don't doubt that you could. Yeah, everyone thinks you can do it. They just don't think you should. Yeah. But brainwash. He says, hey, they're just scared. They're afraid to believe. And she says, you know, I've been thinking. You said if I drop the veil to the other side, then the dead will return. But that's only for the supernatural. So what about the 12 people that died on the young farm? And Shane says, well, time to come clean about that one. He said, cards on the table. I've been lying about that one for a while. Yeah, they're not coming back. Okay, they were actually a necessary sacrifice for the greater good. Which you do have to wonder if Shane really believed they were going to come back or if he knew this. Because obviously at this point, Silas, he's like, obviously they weren't coming back. But like, you have to wonder if Shane was like, well, no, it, it'll it be a one-time exception for them. Yeah, it's unclear how much Shane really understands about the other side. Yeah. All he cares about is that his wife is coming back. So I just don't think he thought about it all the way. So it's hard to say for sure if he knew whether that was a permanent death for them. I would guess no. I'm guessing he didn't know because I just am thinking he wanted his wife and son back. And we have no reason to believe his son was at all supernatural. Oh, that's true. So probably Silas is like, oh, if you want your wife and son back. Yeah, everybody gets to come back. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, humans can come back too. whatever. It's like, what are you going to do? Kill me? (laughs) I'll kill you first, bitch. (laughs) You won't get that far. Yeah. He says, you know, they've passed on. They've found peace. That's all anyone wants. I mean, that's all Silas wants. We'll do this together, you and I. We are the beginning. And we are the beginning is exactly what, like, a guy from biblical times would say. Yeah. So at this point, like, Shane's looking suspicious, but Shane's been suspicious since we met him. Yeah. Well, and I will say, just something to bring up. I don't know if this will end up being relevant or not. But we have to remember that Bonnie is Ketsia's descendant. And Ketsia is the one who screwed over Silas in the first place. So it's just possible that Silas wants some level of revenge on top of this. Like he does need a witch to do this, but it's probably a cherry on top that he can manipulate a witch who's a descendant of someone who ruined his life. Yeah. It's just something to bring up that we have to think about. I think that's a great point. And then we go back to the woods where Rebecca is hiking in the dark with a flashlight. She's trying to get off the island. She looks and there's like, I think there's a boat or no boat, whatever. She's at the beach. Yeah, it looks like there's a boat, but the engine looks a little fucked up. So maybe someone was trying to get to it and didn't quite or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then she spots hair and a dead body. And I was like, oh, there's Shane, baby. I called it. I guess I should say a dead looking body. Yeah. 
She turns him over to Shane. She says, Shane? And then she notices his leg wound is healed, but it's got blood on it. Mm -hmm. So we can assume that Silas, like, did heal Shane, but decided it was best for Silas's plan that he takes on the role of Shane. Yeah. Silas said, nothing personal, King. I love you, King. You've been kinging. Unfortunately, it's time for me to king. It's time for me to king, and I'm going to take some of the path you led, which also... This makes it seem like Silas is indeed a shapeshifter. Because <laughs> there's Shane's body right fucking there. Let's talk about that. Because uh, early in the episode, you were like, oh, body swap. And we've seen a body swap spell before. But when we see a body swap spell, we don't see the separate body. And I did like write down like body swap, but how? Because I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So you think Silas is a shapeshifter? I don't really because that sounds dumb but i don't have another reasoning for this either that or he's just by like the power of getting into people's minds he's able to like appear as someone else to them yeah like hallucinations i think it's unclear right now we've only ever seen when we've seen silas appear to someone only that person sees them that's true we haven't seen anyone else see silas shane this episode yeah until rebecca sees real shane so it's possible that he just hallucinates one-on-one that's true that is true but also he could be a shapeshifter i guess we'll see it's just the way you laughed to me last time i said it makes me doubt it <laughs> do you think maybe i was doing that on purpose no because it was you think too i was funny maybe gaslighting you? you no it was too funny to you if you were <laughs> gaslighting me you wouldn't laugh in my face i think that's exactly what i'd do if i was gaslighting you or would i Gaslighter. and then Rebecca's like, okay. <laughs> she starts to walk away. Yeah, because she's like, I'm not dealing with you. As she starts to walk away, Shane grabs her ankle. He turns to her and he says, Silas. It's like, well, you've been saying that all fucking month, buddy. So that's not really informative. And what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> yeah. And then we go over to the road where Matt is driving. He pulls over and he just cries. Because Matt's been having a pretty bad day, but everyone's focused on somebody else. Yeah, no one's concerned about him. Like, he already was stressed about seeing Jeremy dead. And then he had to go comfort Elena by talking about his dead sister. And no one's like, oh, Matt, I'm so sorry that your best friend died. Everyone's like, Elena, Bonnie. Yeah, it's like, Matt's like, I'm going through it too, y'all. But his only, his best friend, unfortunately, was Jeremy. Jeremy would have checked on Matt. Yeah, which makes it sadder for him. I know. And there's a second when he's crying, like right as he starts crying, like no music plays for a second. And it's like, are we going to have to watch this in silence? (laughs) But then music plays. Then we go back up to the Gilbert house where Elena is looking at a picture of her and Jeremy and she touches it. It's the same shot at the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. But obviously we know her humanity is freshly turned off. So she's like, I don't give a fuck about this. She said, this is a pretty sturdy picture frame. My hair looks cute there. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, whatever happened to that shirt? Look good in that. (laughs) then out on the porch uh the salvatore boys debrief and stefan says okay well that was a mistake and damon says well it wasn't and you know it yeah damon said i think it was the best possible course we could have taken today damon says it wasn't a mistake and you know it this is the only way she's going to survive damon says we'll help her keep an eye on her when she's ready i'll use the sire bond to bring her back not a bad plan not a bad plan the sire bond's still in effect although i was wondering because the sire bond is all about the love she has for Damon. So if the humanities off, does that break the sire bond? That's a great question, isn't it? Because I've been thinking about this. Because we got to get out of the sire bond somehow. And the cure it doesn't seem like it's going to be it. I never believed it was going to be the cure. 
So there has to be another way. And I think this seems like a way that it'll get out of it. Interesting. I'm just saying. I guess we'll see. Stefan says her humanity, Damon, was all she had left. No, her brother was all she had left. I mean, here's the thing. I, not to get into another Stefan versus Damon debate, I do think Stefan is right here, is that her humanity was like her only thing anchoring her to herself. I do think Elena would not have turned off her humanity of her own accord, because no matter how much it hurts, she would have wanted to go through the hurt. Yeah. And I do think this is Damon trying to get her to not feel hurt, which is like you kind of have to feel hurt in your life. Mm -hmm. So I do think I don't think Elena would have ever done this. Mm -hmm. Now, me personally, I'm not Elena, but I don't think there's a bad thing in like, you know, if you're a vampire, you're alive for a long time. It doesn't hurt to have like 10 years of no humanity, like try it out. Obviously, Stefan's a different case for that. Right. But I don't think Elena would have ever done it without the Sire Bond. So I do think that's something important. Mm -hmm. Damon says, you know, humanity means nothing when you don't have anyone to care about. And Stefan says, she had you. And Damon says, she lost her brother. I'm not enough. Not this time. Which I think is debatable. Yeah, but it's what he feels like he's not able to be there for her in the way that she really needs and that she's lost like everyone. And I think a lot of Damon's path in this is similar to kind of similar to Stefan when she turned into a vampire of like, I don't want her to have to go through the same hurt I went through. And that's like admirable, but that like is not necessarily the best thing for her. Mm -hmm. Like some hurt's going to happen and you have to get through it. Yeah. Stefan says, listen, Damon, I know you and I have been through some bad spots lately, especially when it comes to her, you know, like how you slept with her the day after we broke up. And Damon says, well, I guess none of that matters anymore. Stefan's like, "Mm, it still does a little (laughs) bit. I mean, I don't want to brush completely past it. Not really, but it does still matter to me. Stefan says, I I do want to have a sweet moment. I do. But... (laughs) Stefan says, I just, um, I want you to know that. And Damon says, I know, Stefan. And he puts his hand on his shoulder and nods. So they just are saying, basically, I love you, but they can't uh, really say the words. They're being manly about it, blah, blah, blah. Even though they're on the kissing porch, so they could give each other a little kiss. Yeah, they could give each other a sweet little hugging kiss. Mm-hmm. Your brother. Kiss on the cheek. Or mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. You won't hear a complaint from me. <laughs> then we go inside. Elena is looking around the living room. She walks past Jeremy's body to the matches and she lights a match as the Salvatores come back in. And Damon says, Elena, don't do this. We can find another cover story. She says, this is the best one. No one will ask questions. Except the arsenic inspector that finds a whole bunch of accelerant. But obviously we're going to blow past that because I can't imagine they have a good fire department here. Yeah, the fire department actually would want to know what started the fire and they would pretty quickly find out that it was accelerant and they would probably think you were trying to get away with insurance fraud since you have no guardians and you probably need money. Yeah. But of course, that's not the show we're watching. Well, who's going to prosecute her? Liz, we're fine. But but you you could find a better cover story even within this fire realm. Honestly, leave a candle out and just wait. Yeah, leave a candle right by like the base of a curtain. Bada big, bada boom. It's not like they're really having to get away with anything. Obviously, they're going to get away with this. It's fine. Yeah. Stefan says, if you burn down the house, it'll be gone. 
Alina says, don't you think I fucking thought of that? She's like, that's part of why I'm doing it. I don't want to be here anymore. Stefan says, what if one day when this is all over, you want to come home again? First of all, when what is all over? He clearly means when her humanity's back on, but she's like, well, my humanity's off, so I can't contextualize that. Yeah. So she just says, I won't. And she drops the match. The house catches fire. They all, our little threesome walks out. They walk very, uh, very glamorously. Mm -hmm. Stefan looks back at the house as it burns down, but Damon and Elena don't. And in case we have any questions, we see everything in the house get engulfed in flames, including the sketches, shoes, her Converse catch on fire, what's she going to wear every day? The kitchen catches on fire. Jeremy's body we see get engulfed in flames. And we see just the start of him getting like this fire all around him. We're like, okay, but his body still looks okay. And then we see his like leg on fire. Yeah, he's he's caught on fire. And of course, the craziest thing we see, Elena's vampire diary goes up in flames. The vampire diary. And that is where we end the episode. So let's chat. Let's start first with Elena. What do you think No Humanity Elena is going to be like? Yeah, that's a good question because she was all she gave us this episode was basically like catatonic, like, no, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like very much like nothing. Whereas other No Humanity, we've seen people go like actively mean because they don't care about repercussions. Yeah. I do think we have to entertain the possibility that she'll get a little more Catherine-esque which I think could be dangerous for poor Damon. (laughs) And she may also just be like, why am I hanging out with you guys all the time? Like I should be on my own. Like I'm already on my own anyway. Why do I have to be around all you people? Mm -hmm. Why am I going to high school? Yeah. Or like, oh, I can help with the massacre. I don't care. Like if that's what, if that's what you need, although why would she do that for someone else? They would be like, oh, you get to bring back all the dead people you care about. She's like, I don't really give a fuck about them. Yeah. She'd be like, that's fine. They died. Like it's okay. They can stay there. Like, that is what that is, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Second question. How long is Elena's humanity going to be off, do you think? We're on episode 15 of a 23-episode season, and then we move into a next season. So, you know, it could go beyond. I think, like, three episodes. Okay. Because I do think, like, people are not going to like no humanity, Elena, is just my general guess. Sure. Because... You know, you can make a lot of complaints about Elena and her main character personality and whatever, but people care about her and she's just suddenly going to not care about any of them, which was she doing a great job caring about them already? Not particularly, but it's only going to get worse. So I think people are going to try to get it back to her. And also, I think, you know, I'll get into this if the veil is indeed dropped or that possibility comes more and more likely she may just get pushed to get it back on. Sure. So I guess last question about Elena and her humanity. How do you think it's going to get turned back on? Like you've implied that you don't think it's going to be as simple as Damon being like, hey, yeah, would love it if you turned it back on. I think it's going to come down to her own choice or Stefan or Caroline helping convince her. I think more likely Stefan, Mm -hmm. because I think as we've seen, Stefan knows what that switch looks like and what that feeling is Mm -hmm. more than anyone. So I honestly think this will be a bonding place for him and Elena. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think Damon knows how to turn it back on because I don't really think he's turned it off Mm -hmm. um, in his time. So I think they'll assume that they can just get her to turn it on. 
I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a little bit more like talking through things. Sure. The next question. Let's move to some of the bigger magic questions we've got going on. Mm -hmm. Do you think the veil will get dropped? If I had to pick one way, yes. I think that opens up a lot of questions of like how we deal with past villains or like even just like past nuisances, Mm -hmm. Uh, like Frederick, for example. Yeah. But, you know, the denial on my side was already not doing great when just Alaric was dead. And now Jeremy's dead, too. So guess what? I think they're both coming back. Another question I was going to ask, do you think Jeremy is dead for good? You think no? I think no. I'm sticking with my backpedaling. Fair. When do you think we'll see Jeremy again? I think we've got a while. I think him and Alaric will be coming back at the same time. And what time do you think that'll be? End of the season. Okay. I guess we'll see. Because I just think we've done too much talk about dropping the veil. And that could also be maybe end of the season. Jeremy and Alert come back, and that's what I'm saying. Then they'll come back, and then Elena will be like, oh, the humanity's poking its little head out. Oh, I guess I could turn my humanity on. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying Vampire Diaries and or Doppelgangers, you can tell your friends and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.